you made it. Just in time, too. Welcome to Post Game Conspiracies, the greatest basement podcast in the universe. Hey, you made it. Welcome to the show. My name is Bilal. That is pronounced Bill Al Bilal. Um, and I'm your host. I want to put out a quick little disclaimer and let everyone know that this is an adult show. You will hear bad language. So, if you are adverse to hearing bad language and bad words, goodbye. Take care. I appreciate you coming. I wish you well. Arrivederci. If you're a kid and you know that you're not supposed to be listening to things, to like things like this, kick rock, son. It's been real. I love you. Take care. Go outside. Bring a mask. Don't bring a mask. Go make out with strangers. Not my business. But take care of yourself, all right? So, with all that being said, I'd like to welcome you all to Post Game Conspiracies. We out here, folks. We finally did it. Finally got launched. It's finally happening. Um, So to give you a quick little breakdown of the format of the show, um, I'll be introducing a topic, giving you giving listeners kind of both sides of said topic. And then I'll give you my honest takes at the end. And then eventually, you know, I'd like to reach a point where we could have either callers call in or receive like voice messages or emails that I can like respond to, uh, maybe give some shout outs. Uh, But yeah, that's kind of the vision um, to give a little bit about myself. My name is Bilal, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, I'm your host. I've always wanted to launch a podcast. I never had the balls to do it, but I finally am just deciding to do it for the sake of like having a platform that, you know, gives me kind of a creative outlet where I can talk to people and share my thoughts. Um, I'm sure my therapist would love this, but I don't have a therapist yet. So here we go. So today's topic It's going to be an interesting one, very interesting one for my NBA fans. Um, Today's topic is going to be about Michael Jordan being the biological father of Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler, of course, being the abandoned, long-lost son of Michael Jeffrey Jellybean, Black Jesus Jordan. So, before we go into it, as I mentioned earlier with the format, first part of this is going to be giving you... My take on MJ, who he is, his life, his stature in pop culture and in the black community and Jimmy Butler and who he is, his background story, some of the tribulations and hardships that he's experienced uh, growing up. And then I'll share some of the things that kind of connect them to the odd coincidences of sorts. Um, so without further ado, let's hop into this. Let's do this. Let's talk about Michael Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan is a pop culture icon and is widely regarded as the greatest basketball player to ever grace the fucking planet. This man was able to transcend basketball stardom to become an international icon. He played a massive role in popularizing the NBA around the 
late 80s and the 90s. Think about that for a second, yo. Could you imagine having that life? Like, really, though? Could you, like, take a moment to ponder that and put yourself in his shoes? Being a kid from Brooklyn. Well, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say Brooklyn, but born in Brooklyn, raised in North Carolina, who obsessively dedicated his life to basketball and reached a level of fame that's on par with Michael Jackson or Frank fucking Sinatra or Elvis Presley, Charlie Chaplin, Marilyn Monroe. Like, I want to throw out more names, but I'm just like throwing out big name people like just to give you the full picture of who this man was. He was larger than life. Like those are all people that were larger than life. People who will be remembered in history forever. And Michael Jordan is most certainly one of those people. In the 90s, the man can do no wrong. Michael Jordan was black Jesus, as I mentioned earlier. That was his own like self-given nickname. I can't remember the exact story right now, and I can probably like share it later. But there was a story where he was like talking some shit to like an opponent. And he was like, you don't. Basically, he called himself Black Jesus. That man is a is a bona fide legend at talking shit. And I think that says a lot about like how he viewed himself, you know. But anyways, I digress. I wanted to challenge you guys to think about that for a second. Imagine having that life in the 90s. And you got to think about like that time period as a whole and the differences like compared to now. The Internet wasn't what it was. It was in baby stages. There was no social media. Most people got their news from, like, tabloids, you know, while they were getting groceries at, like, Albertsons or Lucky Store, like, back in the day, you know, or Vons and shit like that, you know, just checking out, looking at random tabloids. That's, like, how a bunch of people got their news outside of, like, obvious news stations and, like, magazines and newspapers. But it was nothing like what it is today, you know. There wasn't a quick, you know, Twitter feed that you can check about blah 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 you know so think about that because that heavily factors into all this like you know and this is kind of like a loose connection that i'll make about how this factors into everything that that was a time period where you can have like a kid out of wedlock and pay hush money like legit and not just you know that kid that kid's mom's a whole lot just kind of disappeared There was a lot of celebrities who had situations like that. So I feel like that's a huge factor in all this, especially like as we get into some other details about the conspiracy. But back to Michael Jordan and his greatness. Let's get into some details about the man's NBA career. Michael Jordan was drafted third overall in the 1984 draft that featured other NBA legends such as Hakeem Olajuwon, Charles Barkley, and John Stockton. In Michael Jordan's rookie year, he bullied grown-ass men and averaged a ridiculous 29 points per game. For those listeners who don't know basketball, that's like a rookie Tom Brady, like, throwing three touchdowns a game. Like, it's absurd. It's just something that, it's just absurd, you know? It just, like, to be able to score that much, you know, being so, like, young and so new to, like, that level of competition said a lot about who he was as, as like a competitor and as an athlete and as like a basketball savant. Um, it's off the chain to think about that. Like, I, I really want to like paint that picture because it's so important. Like, let's compare his rookie stats to some of 
his other like draft class classmates. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Charles Barkley, NBA legend, icon, right? Uh, he only averaged 14 points per game in his rookie year, and he had played a he played a significant role. Maybe not as significant as Michael Jordan, but nonetheless, that's still like relevant. That's crazy. Hakeem Olajuwon, big boy baller, you know, he averaged about 20 points per game. John Stockton, being a point guard, that's like a poor one to compare him to. But nonetheless, he only five points per game. I say all this to say, like, they in their rookie years, first years being introduced to this level of competition, were not able to have the same impact as Michael Jordan. The guy was just levels above his competition very, very, very early on. Um, even if you compare him, I feel like I should say this to like other shooting guards, people that played his position, uh, he, he blew them right out of the water. They couldn't touch his shoelaces. They couldn't wipe his ass, you know, if, you know, they begged him. The man, uh, like, uh, Dominic Wilkins, right, was like a dominant, you know, great shooting guard who suffered like some pretty major injuries in the latter parts of his career. But in early on, like superstar high flyer had a lot of comparisons to MJ. So did Clyde Drexler. Um, in fact, uh, Portland Trailblazers had the opportunity to draft Michael Jordan, but they didn't. They went with a big because they felt like they already had someone similar enough to Michael Jordan and Clyde Drexler, which is off the chain to think about. But, um, yeah, Clyde Drexler averaged trash in his rookie year, and Wilkins was a baller, and he averaged 17, but nothing close to 29, almost 30 points per game. That's like levels, son. That's like Goku versus Krillin. Like, get the fu- get out of here, son. Like, you have no business in this conversation. So, yeah. Uh, MJ went on. I say all this to say that he went on to have one of the most dominant runs in sports history. Sports history, period. As he was able to 3 meaning win three consecutive championships, two separate times in his career. And he brought a mediocre NBA franchise to glory almost single-handedly. He took a franchise that, and I don't, I don't to you Chicago fans out there, it's like, it's no mercy season. I just don't care. Um, he took a, a basic franchise, a scrubby franchise, and dragged them to the top of the mountain with the likes of like the Lakers and the Celtics which is incredible. Like, you just don't see things like that happen anymore. Imagine, like, if Kawhi Leonard got drafted to the Pacers, stayed, and then won six championships on the Pacers and brought them to the likes of, of contention or, like, status of, like, the Lakers or, like, the Spurs. That'd be mind-boggling. We would instantly regard him as, like, the greatest player. Like, Kawhi's already mentioned, and, and let's not get too hype on Kawhi right now. Let me just... Stick to what I'm talking about right now. So, uh, I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan was an alien. Uh, if you think about it, like just think about his impact. You know, we'll save that for a whole nother episode. But I think I'm I'm pretty sure that man was an alien. Um, moving on here, all jokes aside, I want to give you an idea of this man's stature uh, in the black community, particularly because I feel like it's relevant to this story. Uh, Michael Jordan was an untouchable figure he was the perfect symbol of what a black man could be uh he came from like humble beginnings and pulled himself up past his like like living situation in his environment to become again recognized as like a pop culture icon in the likes of michael jackson you know elvis presley etc 
um, he was untouchable in the black community. He was black Jesus in every way. Uh, people perceived him as this smart, passionate, dedicated, like man who only cared about his craft, who was like regal in his presentation and how he carried himself. Regal meaning like royal and how he did things like the way he walked, the way he talked, the way he like spoke to people and carried himself in a room. He was like, it was like watching royalty move. Um, and he was married. He was married to a black woman and they had beautiful black kids. He was like the perfect like image of like a black family, you know, and uh, he was a great role model. Like from what people can see, he was this amazing role model, so much so that he became like a public figure in like TV and in, in movies. Um, the man went on. He made fucking Space Jam, son. Like for those of you who don't know what Space Jam is. It's a cult classic about aliens who basically want to enslave your favorite Looney Tune characters. And Michael Jordan comes through on some Super Saiyan shit and saves the day. It's a masterpiece. Check it out. It's incredible. Uh, that's a lot of hype for Space Jams. <laughs> but it's a fun time. Um, but I say all this to say that's that's like who he was. He was that kind of role model. He was perceived as being that guy, you know. Um, let's put him in front of the cameras. He's one of the good ones. Wink, wink. If you get my drift. Um, yeah. Ponder that for a second. You know, I don't want to like make this sound like a Jordan slander campaign because I am a fan of Michael Jordan. I just feel like this conspiracy is so interesting. And when you look at some of these coincidences, it's hard to not connect them, you know? So Michael Jordan was human, you know, and that's a part of what I want to like paint here to the listeners is that for the sake of this conspiracy, conspiracy, I want to mention these things because despite his larger than life persona, he was a human being with skeletons in his closet, you know, just like anyone else. Uh, Michael Jordan had a notorious gambling problem. Sometimes he would lose millions of dollars making impulsive bets on things like golfing games, golfing games. You know, there's a story that he lost like a million and some change to someone in a golfing game because um, he just like is an ultra competitive kind of asshole who was like, fuck this, son. You're not about to beat me today. Put a million on it. And then he lost and he paid up. Um, some people speculate that. His abrupt retirement in 1993 was a secret suspension by the league for gambling, which in all honesty, in my personal opinion, is pretty stupid. That just wouldn't make sense. Why would you suspend your cash cow for gambling? Like that just, in all honesty, doesn't make sense. No one popularized a sport of basketball like Michael Jordan in the 90s and in the 80s. Why would you, in his prime, suspend him for over a year? That just doesn't make sense. So, <clears throat> I don't believe that. I don't believe that his retirement was connected to suspensions for his gambling. But nonetheless, that's something I'm just going to bring up and mention here. Some people speculate that uh, MJ had issues with the mafia as well. And there's some interesting dark connections that people try to make with MJ and the mafia. Um, but to keep it kind of light... Some people believe that he owed them a ton of money. Um, some people even go as far as to say uh, 
that Michael Jordan's father's death may have been connected to his gambling debt. Um, now, if you're the NBA, I feel like you have an obligation to protect your cash cow and his reputation as the darling role model. But I don't think you would go out of your way to suspend him um, and potentially impact like the money that you make. You know, there's a difference there. Uh, I think the NBA would go out of their way to protect MJ, MJ's reputation and to protect like his larger than life persona by minimizing some of the stuff with his gambling versus the opposite of like suspending him and doing the right thing and being like punitive when they notice, you know, that he had some like shadier sides to his character. I don't buy that. The NBA is corrupt. Um, so yeah, that just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but yeah, as I said, uh, a lot of people have those honest beliefs that maybe his father was murdered in retaliation to one of his debts. I don't even feel comfortable saying that. Just That just sounds so horrible, you know? But I mention all that to say that despite this good role model, uh, like persona, he was human and there were some darker sides to him. Now, back to what I was mentioning earlier about social media. Um, MJ was the most popular athlete at the time in the world and a lot of like people speculate um and there's a lot of alleged stories about him being a bit of a womanizer um and in all honesty like let's just say mj isn't this you know darling role model and he's just a human being um being like one of the top celebrities of the world at the time i'm sure he had women lining up the block to have their opportunities with him I'm certain of it. I'm sure he's paid probably a ton of hush money in his day. Um, I think, if anything, that was like a norm amongst celebrities at that time. You know, uh, I think it was just one of the perks of being a celebrity at that time. Uh, and MJ was nothing to scoff at. He was a global superstar icon. The guy could probably walk up to someone and like, put his, I was about to say some dark, nasty shit, but you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. The guy could probably just do whatever he wants and he's going to get away with it because it's Michael Jordan. Um, so another dark skeleton in MJ's alleged skeleton skeleton in MJ's closet is that he had a child out of wedlock in 1988. He allegedly got a woman pregnant that he was kind of sleeping with. Um, and at the time, MJ was married. Um, allegedly the woman got knocked up, shared the information with MJ and he paid her hush money to keep her quiet and agreed to pay her child support. Um, MJ allegedly paid this child support for 13 years and then had the epiphany wake up. I'm fucking MJ. I don't need to do this shit moment and bounced and cut the family off. Uh, the woman that he slept with and her child, his alleged child, um, there was a couple stories about MJ um, kind of being like really, really mean, not just to like women and partners, but to like celebrities and his teammates and his coaches. Uh, again, I don't want this to come off as like a slander campaign campaign against MJ. So I'm not going to really go into those things. There's also a lot of really great things and stories out there about MJ and his character too. But for the sake of this conspiracy episode, I'm just going to kind of, uh, 
leave that as the MJ side, and I'm going to transition into Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was born September 14th, 1989. He was born in Houston, Texas. Jimmy Butler's father abandoned his family when he was an infant. By the time he was 13 years old, living in a Houston suburb, his mother ruthlessly kicked him out saying, I don't like the way you look. You gotta go. I don't like the look of you. You got to go. That's insane. Imagine being a 13-year-old boy, hearing that from your parents and then being kicked out. How, like, devastating and traumatic that must be. I can't wrap my head around that. That must have been such a a horrible experience. Such a challenging experience from such a young age. To me, immediately, my mind goes to, like, what the hell was wrong with her, you know? What would cause a mother to feel such, like, disdain or animosity towards their own child that they would kick them out at the tender age of 13 and say something like, I don't like the way you look, you know? Is it, like, mean? I don't know. Like, is it safe to say that maybe Jimmy's mother never really loved him and maybe just used him for, like, monetary gain? Like, playing this conspiracy tape kind of forward here. Let's say Michael Jordan gets her pregnant, right? She sees Michael Jordan as this larger-than-life figure. He's fucking Michael Jordan. You know, we've talked about this earlier. Same prestige and level of fame as, like, Elvis Presley or, like, Muhammad Ali or Michael Jackson, you know? But she sees this almost larger-than-life person. She's young, you know, woman in her prime. They hook up. She probably envisions, like, a whole life that she can have with this human being, you know? That's where my mind would go if I was probably in her shoes. Like, what? Wow, he chose me, you know? Um, And I'd probably, like, just being realistic, envision a whole future with this motherfucker. Like, you know, I'd think about, like, having his kid and all this other stuff. But, like, I'm imagining trying to, like, kind of empathize in sorts. In, like, some ways, like, with, you know, his mom. Imagine being a young woman, meeting someone of the same caliber of, like, Michael Jackson. Hooking up with them. Thinking, like, maybe you have a future with them. But then you get hit with, like, a non-disclosure agreement. And you're told you're going to get, like, X amount of money. Um, And then after 13 years... You know, of you raising this kid, this kid that looks like him and reminds you of him, um, he cuts you off and basically abandons you again. I imagine that could be like a pretty good recipe for a mother to have like resentment towards her child. You hear sometimes and I I don't like this also feels kind of weird to say, but like. You hear sometimes of stories of like rape victims and um, them kind of having like hatred towards the like offspring of like their rape, you know, and um, it's complex. Like, you know, it's complex to think about that kind of stuff, like, you know, human nature and like how like complicated 
those emotions must be that would come along with that situation. You know, we're all people. And all it takes is like the right combination of things to have you behaving in ways that you would, you know, consider to be uncharacteristic of yourself. So with that thought, imagine Jimmy Butler's mom gets knocked up, is receiving child support. She sees the guy that she's receiving child support from as this larger than life person. He's on TV. He's, you know, making Space Jam. He's all over the place. You know what I mean? He's all over the place. The guy is like superstar everywhere. And um, it causes her to have some resentments towards him. Um, She low-key hates him, you know, sees him as like almost like not human, you know. And I can imagine with that like recipe, you know, maybe a mother could have like resentment enough enough resentment towards a child to kick them out, you know, Um, not saying that that's justifiable in any way, shape or form. I don't think that's justifiable at all. But again, just kind of humanizing her, you know, I can see that side. That shit is crazy. It's crazy to, to even think about. But like, let's transition back into Jimmy. Jimmy Butler uh, spent the next few years of his life homeless, bouncing from friend's house to friend's house, staying for a few weeks at a time before moving to another house. Um, As a 13-year-old boy, imagine what it would be like having such an unstable, like, life, you know, Uh, bouncing from shelter to shelter, kind of living off the good graces of people, you know, and your friends. Um, Yeah, so bouncing, you know, place to place. In the summer of his senior year, uh, Jimmy, his whole life changed. He met a friend named Jordan Leslie, a freshman football and basketball player who they quickly became friends with. I think the story goes that uh, this kid, Jordan Leslie, uh, ironically, his name is Jordan, challenged Jimmy to a three-point shooting contest. They hit it off, became buddies, like hardcore buddies immediately. Uh, This kid, Jordan, eventually introduced Jimmy to his family. Family took a liking to Jimmy and welcomed him into their home and started to treat him as if he was one of their own, Um, which is so beautiful. That's such a beautiful thing, you know? Like, let's take a moment to talk about that, you know? How hard it is to raise a family on your own. Um, And to have, like, the kindness and, like, the compassion to see a kid and to go out of your way to like not just help them but then to take them in as one of your own i think that's such a a beautiful thing you know that's like i don't know what i would want like an example of what i would want to show an alien of like of humanity and the beauty that comes along with humanity i guess uh, but yeah i don't want to take anything away from that beautiful moment i felt like that's incredible like it was almost fate for them to to meet jordan and jimmy you know uh so yeah moving on here Jimmy Butler would end up busting his ass uh, playing for his high school. Eventually, he went on to play for a junior college, and then he uh, played for Marquette University and was drafted eventually 30th overall by the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Jimmy's early NBA career was challenging as his head coach was a fucking demon who overworked him um, and other players at that. um, And basically forced him to play through injuries. Uh, Flash forward to today, and Jimmy Butler is one of the best players in the NBA. 
um, known as like a complete player, someone who can score, can facilitate, can play like defense at a very high level, um, all-star caliber player, um, known for his like gritty, competitive, big dog mentality and toughness. Um, And yeah, that's kind of some context into Jimmy Butler's background and story. Um, I'm sure there's details that I'm leaving out here, but I think I touched on the more important things, I would say. So let's go into the alleged connections between Jimmy and MJ. So a few of these things are kind of hard to ignore, you know, and the coincidences are just off the chain. So let's kind of just jump right in. MJ gets a woman pregnant, right? Uh, Late November, December of 1988. Uh... Jimmy Butler is born September of 1989, which is approximately nine months later. Uh, MJ and Jimmy Butler, the physical resemblance, they're around the same height, have similar builds. They look a whole lot alike. If you shave Jimmy Butler's head, take a picture and put it side by side with a picture of MJ in his prime, they look like they could be father and son. Um, it's it's actually kind of eerily, I don't know, it's, it's kind of eerie how, like, how much they actually resemble each other. It's it's kind of off the chain. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, nearly the same height build, blah, 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 all that wonderful stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, the birth year, the Jimmy being born September 89, and then nine months earlier, right around November, December, was around the time that allegedly MJ got the, the woman, his alleged, uh, you know, I guess mistress of sorts, pregnant. Um, so MJ was paying child support or hush money, you know? And I mentioned earlier how, like, in the 90s, you can do that stuff and get away with it in ways that is, like, unimaginable nowadays, you know? Um, But he pays hush money slash child support to this woman for 13 years and then abruptly stops. Jimmy Butler's mother kicks him out after 13 years um, abruptly, saying, I don't like the way you look. You gotta go. Um, and motherfucker looked like Michael Jordan. I'm just saying like, that's hard to ignore, you know? Um, and then ultimately Jimmy Butler was drafted by the Chicago Bulls, which is another interesting coincidence. A lot of people speculate that maybe Michael Jordan had a hand in that, you know, which would be interesting, but I don't necessarily believe that, but those are kind of some of the hard connections, um, or hard to ignore connections. I, I should say between, Michael Jordan and this conspiracy of him being Jimmy Butler's father. Um, So, yeah, I just kind of want to transition from this part to my honest thoughts and opinions about this conspiracy theory. So without further ado, my honest take is this is bullshit. (laughs) I don't believe Jimmy Butler is uh, the long-abandoned son of Michael Jordan. I've seen YouTube videos of Jimmy Butler and Michael Jordan at, like, basketball camps uh, shooting and just seeming like they have, like, I don't know, a great relationship and dynamic. Uh, There was a quote that Jimmy Butler said about him still maintaining or having a good connection and relationship with his father and mother despite all the stuff that he's been through. Um, And he said that he holds no grudges which, uh, man, is a testament to that man's character. Like, you always hear about how Jimmy Butler doesn't like to talk about his background or some of his hardships and the things that he's experienced and had to overcome 
because he doesn't want like people to feel overly sympathetic for him. And I just respect that. I respect that man's mindset. But I, I don't believe um, I don't believe this conspiracy has any like validity. I don't believe Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's son. Michael Jordan has his own children. Um, and you know what's really odd? I guess this is actually pretty interesting. I feel like Jimmy Butler looks more like Michael Jordan than his own biological kids, which is fascinating to me. But nonetheless, I I think this is a fascinating conspiracy theory. The way like the birth years uh, or the timeline, I should say, kind of matches and adds up. Um, the striking resemblance between the two. Um, I don't know. It's a fascinating conspiracy. And that is why I wanted to bring it in here as episode one of Post Game Conspiracies. And boom, there it is, folks. That is it. That is my raw, honest thoughts and takes on it. And that pretty much concludes episode one of Post Game Conspiracies. Woo woo. You made it, folks. You made it to the end. Uh, proud of you. I love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Um, Next week's episode is probably going to be more of just a conspiracy conspiracy, and not like a sport-related conspiracy. So uh, just tune in, um, and we'll have some fun with that. Uh, yeah, and that is all, you guys. I, uh, I appreciate it. Again, my name is Bilal, and uh, this is the beginning of this new experience. So I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope this podcast episode was uh, entertaining and found you well tune into the next the next episode take care